You're listening to episode 72 here on the Fight for Brilliance podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode, and I'd love to stay connected with you on social media. You can follow me using the handle at KellerThings across all platforms. And if you want to sign up for the Fight for Brilliance text and email list, just text the word brilliant to the number 33777. Every one of us are already made brilliant. You don't have to create that brilliance and you don't have to wish you had it. It's already in you. But you're going to have to fight to find that brilliance and you're going to have to fight even harder to live out your brilliance. Now let's get ready to have a conversation that will challenge you to rebel against complacency and conformity and fight for brilliance in every area of your life. Welcome to the Fight for Brilliance podcast. I'm Justin Keller, your host, and today's episode is a special one because today marks one year since I started this podcast. I think I'm supposed to insert some kind of fake cheering here or something like that, but I'm not going to do that. I didn't throw some kind of big party. Didn't even have a big fancy dinner. (laughs) I didn't do anything necessarily to celebrate it, but it is still a big deal to me. And it's not a big deal because this is something that makes me money. In fact, it makes me nothing from it at this point. And it's not even part of the main business that I have. It's a big deal to me because it's something that I am extremely proud of. And I absolutely love doing it. And it has connected me with some incredible people. And the incredible people aren't just the guests that I've interviewed. It's you, those who listen. It's those of you who are part of this community. You know, it's those of you who go back and forth with me on social media talking about different topics surrounding the show and the content that I post. So I just want to thank you, those of you who have been in my corner, supporting and encouraging along the way. You've shared the episodes with others. You've helped grow the podcast. Many of you who are even close friends of mine have been on the podcast and and help me be able to add value to people who are listening. And so I'm just really grateful for this community here. And I know that in the grand scheme of things, one year of doing a podcast, you know, may not be newsworthy or seem like a big deal. You know, after all, there are many podcasts who have been out there way longer. They have way more subscribers, more downloads, and a bigger reach than this podcast. But you know what, I'm not going to let the comparison of what others have achieved or what others think is a big deal to determine what I celebrate in my life. And something that I was thinking about as I was heading into this week's podcast is just how easy it is to bypass how significant our hard work and achievements are if we don't take the time to celebrate the meaningful, the seemingly insignificant and those moments in between. Celebrating what you've accomplished isn't about bragging about what you've done. It's about reflecting on and noticing what you've done. And when you reflect on and notice what you've accomplished and what you've been through, that's what makes room for gratitude and improvement. Both of those things are vital for keeping you going in what you're doing. And so the way I want to celebrate one year of this podcast is by reflecting on a couple of the big lessons that I've learned about others and what I've learned about myself through doing the podcast over the last year. I'm also going to share with you at the end here some really exciting things for the podcast coming up in 20, 
21 and really things to continue to expand and evolve the Fight for Brilliance community. And so make sure you listen through for that. So here we go. Welcome to the one year and 72nd episode of the Fight for Brilliance podcast. The first thing I thought I would do is just start out by sharing why this podcast is significant for me. I know a number of you have just started listening recently. Uh, there are others of you who have listened from the beginning and you know a number of you who have been connected with me even before the podcast. But just for everyone's sake, I thought I would start here and give you a little bit of a background on why this matters so much to me personally. You know, a few weeks ago, a friend of mine asked me, why I started the podcast. Without hesitation, I responded by saying, I started this because I'm obsessed with hearing and sharing people's stories. And I also wanted a platform to help me process and share my own experiences and ideas. And since I struggle with where to put commas and periods, I decided an audio platform is better suited for me than a written platform. And both of those answers are are true. But as I reflect on this and kind of go back to why this started, it's more than that. You know, about three years ago, really at the time of my separation and soon divorce, I was taking a hard look at everything in my life. It felt like everything that I had become familiar with and everything that I had expected to be, it was now being challenged. But one of the hardest times in my life became the catalyst to help me refine and redefine what matters to me most. The hardest time of my life forced me to take a look at how I was showing up in every area of my life. And I wasn't happy with the way things were looking and and I wasn't proud of some of the areas in my life in the way that I was showing up. And that discomfort really began a process of adjusting things in my business and really taking a hard look and adjusting things in my personal life. You know, at the core of what drove my decisions was this feeling that I want to spend my time doing what's meaningful. I want all of my efforts toward business, toward parenting, and really every area of my life to reflect love and passion for the things that get my attention. And so I started letting myself get a new vision for what I want my life to look like. One of the most important things for me was probably when I started reflecting and realizing and just being honest with myself and, and knowing that I often let myself pursue the ideas that made sense in my life. And when I say make sense, I meant make money. After all, once you have responsibilities like children and all that comes with that, it can feel like you can only do what provides for your family. And it's it's too easy to adopt that mindset that if it doesn't make money, it doesn't make sense. I even remember early conversations with some people close in my life as I would talk about the podcast idea. One of the first questions was people asking well, how does that connect with your business? So in other words, what they were asking was, how will it help you make money? 
But you know what? I didn't have an answer for them that showed a well-thought-out business plan. I didn't have a revenue stream that I was attaching to this podcast. All I had was a desire to finally start doing things that I fully believe in, even if it doesn't fit into helping me pay the bills. Because I, I had spent way too many years thinking that if it makes money, it makes sense. But I didn't believe that anymore. To me, if it only makes money, that makes no sense. If it's meaningful, then it makes sense. And that was the mentality that I started to subscribe to. And so this podcast was going to be a reflection of that. But I also know myself and I know that the pressures of life can get in the way of the best intentions. And so there was the question lingering in the back of my mind. And that question was, will I stay committed to this if it's not making money? You know, when I'm in a season where I'm busy with my business, will I still prioritize this and make the time to put out this podcast? Or when I'm in a season where I need to generate more business, will I still make this a priority and stay committed to it? And so I think one of the things that I'm most proud of is, especially here in this you know year that's been a very challenging year, is that this podcast remained a priority and I did stick with it. You know, I read a statistic from 2018 that said uh, at that time, there, were, there was 540,000 podcasts that existed and they did a study and in a 12-month period, only 25% of those podcasts produced a new episode. And it said that many don't even make it past seven episodes. Now, at this time that I'm recording this, there are over a million podcasts out there, which is a ton. But I would suspect that the stats are similar. You know, people you know, get started, they have this fun idea for a podcast. They think it's going to be easy to sit down and record it. And then they get going and they realize this is a lot of work. And it probably for most didn't generate and doesn't generate any revenue. And so they start to make less time for it and it doesn't become and stay a priority for them. But what I decided when I started this and knowing some of those stats, I knew that going into it, that many podcasts kind of just fade away. I didn't want that to happen this time. I really wanted to build something that I would sustain and keep going. And I knew the only way to do that is if I make a deliberate decision to make this a priority. And instead of just seeing this as, oh, a hobby, some kind of side project when I have time for it, I'll, I'll do it. Um, I knew I had to treat my passion project here like a job regardless of any revenue attached to it because what was more important to me is that I had a belief and a conviction attached to this. And that really leads me to the first thing that this year of podcasting has taught me and that is this, belief, not the opportunity for money, is what makes sense of our dreams and desires. You know, Where there's belief, there will be effort. I'm not saying that if you know you feel like you don't believe in something anymore that you just abandon it or that there aren't times to put in the effort even if you're not sure if you believe in something or not but what I I'm learning at least in my own life is that it's important that there's eventually belief in what I do always. And so when I don't feel belief towards something 
I know that it's time to ask why and it's time to explore what's keeping me from believing in it. I'm finding that to discover and form belief in what I'm doing, you know, doesn't mean I have to always change what I'm putting my effort toward. I may just have to change how I'm approaching the things that are getting my effort. But without belief in what I'm doing, all effort feels meaningless. And then there's a second thing that this year has shown me again about belief, and that is this. It's easier to consistently show up when you believe in what you're doing. You know, belief makes the hard work worth it. I wouldn't keep showing up each week and doing my running training if I didn't believe that somehow all of those miles are benefiting me and moving me toward a goal or desire. But knowing that the miles, the early mornings, getting out there when I don't feel like it, knowing that all of that adds up and they do help me accomplish the goals that I have, that's what makes it easier to keep showing up even when I don't feel like it. Belief is at the core of motivation and the absence of belief is what makes us grow weary even if we're doing great things. Now, the next thing that I've learned about the power of belief through doing this podcast over the last year is that people are worth believing in. You know, of all the words that I could use to sum up 2020, and there are a lot of them, one of the ones, and it's a sad one to me, but it feels apropos, is divisive. Maybe it's just magnified by the news and social media, but I don't think it's just that. You know, what I've seen, what I've experienced even firsthand is that this really has felt like a year where many have let their differences separate them at a time when we probably need to be united like never before. But you know what? Every time I did an interview with a guest, many guests of whom I don't believe and think the same as, you know, every time I would hear their story, every time I had the privilege to hear their heart, it was an escape from all of the divisiveness this year and just a refreshing reminder of the good that exists in humanity and a reminder to me to hold on to the belief that people are good. And I'm not here to debate that. It's a fundamental principle in my life to always believe the best in others. And if anything, this last year of podcasting, hearing stories and connecting to other people has fortified that belief in me and that belief that humanity is good. There are so many beautiful stories of courage that I've heard. There are so many stories of selflessness and just the vulnerability of of what people have had to go through and the struggles that they've had to overcome and stories of generosity that I was exposed to. And I'm so grateful for that. And despite how dark humanity can be, I still believe there is a lot of good in humanity. I feel like the worst thing we can do is start out assuming the worst of people. You know, I've never regretted giving someone a chance, even if it's accompanied by disappointment, if they hurt me or let me down. But I have, on the other hand, felt foolish thinking the worst of someone and not giving them a chance only to find out that I was wrong about them. It's better to think the best of people and be wrong than to think the worst and be proven wrong. So belief in myself, the purpose in my life, and my belief in others has been fortified through this last year of podcasting. And the other thing that stood out to me over the first year of the show is not something I didn't know. It's just something that 
I would say took on a deeper meaning and strengthened um, the clarity surrounding it in my life. And that is the power of story. And so let's talk about that next. Have you ever stopped to think about how all of the different things that happen in our life and the different components of our life story matter? And even some of the smallest, what seems like most insignificant things kind of come back later in life maybe to make sense. I was thinking about that as I was preparing this episode and thinking about some of the moments in my life that didn't necessarily seem significant then, but start to uh, make more sense collectively together later on. You know, I was thinking about um, this moment that I probably haven't shared with too many. And that is when I was a young kid, maybe my early teens, I used to pretend to have a radio show. You know, I would record on cassettes these little intros and these bits. I remember pretending to have callers that wanted to have a song dedicated to someone. And so I'd make this little recording and say, this song goes out to, you know, so-and-so from whatever name of the caller. You know, I, I laugh at that and that that moment seems insignificant maybe and just cute and in a moment of me just being a, a kid. But then I look at all those years later that I focused on music and I learned how to record songs that I was writing. And then if I look at fast forwarding to when I learned design and then I learned how to do video and, and so on. What I've been thinking about is how this podcast actually feels like a collision of so many things that I loved and I learned to do over the years, even as simple as that moment recording on those cassettes as a kid. It sort of felt like I have spent the last 20 to 25 years gaining experiences that have all become relevant to me as I'm doing this podcast. You know, for 72 episodes, I've produced, I've recorded, edited, published, and marketed each episode. And it's been a ton of work for sure, but it's also reminded me that our whole story matters. Some of the past experiences that I have didn't pan out. You know, I didn't become the next John Mayer like I was trying to when I had my band. I'm joking, not joking about that. But I learned a lot about recording jobs that I had that didn't work out. I learned skills that I'm using here today. And as I put together this podcast each week, I'm reminded our whole story matters. And it's easy to write off past experiences and say they're done or they didn't work or that was bad so it wasn't supposed to happen. But I wonder if in some ways life is more like a long, never-ending novel that continues and keeps unfolding instead of a series of short stories that all come to an end, leaving us starting over each time. Your life story is a culmination of the good and the bad, the moments of failure and victories, the beautiful and the messy, the shameful and the proud moments. Your whole story matters. It's all part of who you are. And this podcast reminded me of that. The other thing that stood out to me when it comes to the power of story is Fame and recognition don't determine how much your story matters. 
you know, I love hearing from some of the big names out there and hearing some of the just amazing things that they've accomplished in their life. But when I started this podcast, I didn't really care about getting the most famous people or most recognized stories on here. That is a strategy for trying to grow a big podcast is if you get a big name and continue to get guests who have a lot of influence, then that should help you grow your podcast. But for me, over the years, I've had the privilege through my business of capturing the stories of everyday people. And I have always left those experiences feeling like somebody needs to hear this story. You know, there are so many people who are not loud on social media, who are not out there trying to be motivational influencers, but who have amazing stories that most of us will never hear. And I wanted the podcast to make room for those stories. And you know what? It has. And I'm so glad that this is a show for the stories that you would otherwise never had heard. You know, three of the top 10 episodes have a combined social media following of easily under 2,000 people on Instagram. And guess what? I've had guests with as many as 250,000, up to a million followers on, and those episodes are not in the top 10. And I've made requests for some pretty big names to be on the show. And when it doesn't work out, I'm, yeah, I'm disappointed. I would have loved to connect with them. They're usually people who I really admire and I'm not just trying to leverage their uh, influence. But when they say no, it hasn't been sad to me. And if anything, it's just felt like a confirmation that maybe this is the show for any story, regardless of fame and recognition. And I've been reminded to just keep my focus simple. Don't seek the fame of others to grow the show and instead seek out great stories regardless of their following or their potential to help grow the show. For me, it's story over exposure. And that's been my heart for this. And over the last year, I've been reminded to keep that my focus. And so what does this mean for you as you're listening to this? Your story matters even if no one recognizes it and if you never become famous because of it. You know, don't discount your story that's being written. Don't see it as insignificant, as common or expected. Your story is impacting you. It impacts those in your life and your story is significant. So see it as that. And then the last thing that I would say that I've noticed um, through doing the podcast over the last year about the power of story and why it's so powerful is that your story doesn't have to be complete for your impact to start. A lot of us are waiting until we feel like we arrive before we think we can make an impact. But as my friend and Pastor Jeremy Foster said in episode number four here, on the podcast, he said, your struggle is your story. You know, I had asked him the question, at what point does your struggle, you know, turn into your story and then turn into your impact and something that you can share with others? And his words, I think were spot on. And you don't have to wait until the struggle is over to share your story. Not many people connect to perfection. What we do connect to as humans, though, is the struggle that we all go through because it's in that pain and it's in the mess 
that I think we find connection and that we relate. And I haven't been able to track down who said this quote, and I definitely don't think it's my own thought, but the quote is this, the story of one of us is in many ways the story of all of us. And I think that's why your story doesn't have to be complete for people to connect to it. People need your story even now. People will connect to you right where you are because that's right where they are too. And that's why sharing our stories is so important and powerful. So as I reflect on and notice really what this last year podcasting has been for me, this first year for me, uh, it is the power of story and the power of belief in yourself and others that um, probably stand out the most. And I'm sure there are a ton of other things that, that I'm learning through this experience, like the mic has to actually be plugged in to record or make sure you actually hit record before you do the full interview. And yes, those things have actually happened to me. I've actually hit um, record and not had the mic plugged in thinking I'm recording and, and, and didn't pay attention. Got through a full episode on my own. I've also had a guest on that it did not record because I didn't hit record. So those are lessons I've learned. I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. Um, I've made a lot more work for myself along the way. But I love this podcast. I love doing this. It's meaningful to me. And I want to continue doing it. And I'm excited about things that are ahead for it. And so speaking of that, let's talk about what's ahead for 2021 and year two of the podcast. All right, as we head into year number two of the show, I first want to say I'm excited to keep going with this. And some of the things that you've come to know and expect are going to stay the same. And there are some things that will change for the better. And that's something that I love about doing this show. And that is that it's there's no rules. We can continually shape it into what is the most meaningful and what adds the most value. And so that's exactly what I'm going to do. And so in 2021, what will stay the same is I will keep capturing and sharing stories of how others are fighting for brilliance in their lives. The other thing that will stay the same is I'll keep doing some solo episodes where I share my own experiences of how I'm fighting for brilliance in my life, but I'm adding something new that I think will add a ton of value to you. It's something that I'm really, really excited about. And in 2021, hopefully it'll happen early on in the start of the year. What I'm doing is I'm adding Fight for Brilliance advisors. And these are going to be consistent contributors that you get to hear from that focus on a topic. Those topics are to help us fight for brilliance mentally, physically, relationally, and spiritually. And I've already asked two and they have said yes to be a part of this and I'm going to continue to add more. Um, but I'm really excited about this because the way it's going to work is you're going to actually have the chance to submit questions ahead of time on a specific topic for that advisor for that coming week. And so what we'll then do is we're going to just stay focused on that one topic that week and just go uh, deep into that with them. And so the two that I'll be starting out with are actually two that you've heard from and they've been on the show. They're both 
absolutely amazing. I'm not going to tell you who they are just yet. All I can say is that I am confident that having their voice consistently in your corner is going to add a lot of value to your life. And this is it's a different format, um, but it's something that I'm excited about and I think will really add a lot of value to the show. And then starting in January 2021, um, I'll be launching fightforbrilliance.com. So not only will you be able to find all of the episodes there, so that'll make it really easy. You'll never have to wonder, you know, if there's a new episode out, you can just go to fightforbrilliance.com and find it. But I'm also going to be launching resources to help you fight for brilliance in your life. These resources are all going to focus on helping you live, lead, and create more brilliantly. And right now, the goal is to have a new resource for you each quarter. And so the resources are just a way to go beyond the show and really equip you and give you resources to to help you fight for brilliance in every single area of your life. And as I sum up 2020, I would say this was the year to step out and do something that I've been thinking a lot about uh, to finally take action and really just kind of test how it feels. And now as I head into 2021 with you, I'm really excited to, I guess I would say fortify what Fight for Brilliance is all about, expand it and keep building a community of like-minded people who are choosing to rebel against complacency and conformity and fight for brilliance in every area of life. And so I really feel like 2021 is really the time to just get started here. The last couple, last year has sort of been a way for me to test what it feels like, do the interviews, uh, figure out my rhythm on putting out the show and so on. And now I really feel a consistent rhythm and I'm ready to keep growing this. And I'm grateful for each of you being part of this community. And so in closing, I want to remind you and tell you the words that I say at the end of the show every single week. And I want to just tell you, you are brilliant. And I know I say that every single week, but I want to challenge you to believe that. They're not supposed to be feel-good words and just some kind of hype words and empty words. I really want you to believe and see that you are brilliant because for me, it was an early morning run almost eight years ago when I was feeling undeserving of so much in my life. I was feeling so unqualified and the message that I felt inside of me was that I was brilliant, even me, that I, despite my weaknesses, Despite my past and all of my flaws, I was still created brilliantly. And I want you to believe that for yourself. And this show is here to remind you of that weekly. Thank you to everyone who have subscribed, you've rated, you've reviewed the show, you've shared the show, and for all the countless messages that I've received on social media encouraging me to do what I'm doing, you have no idea um, how much that means. I'm getting emotional even thinking about it because uh, there was a week where I've rarely paid attention to the stats on the show on purpose, but there was a week where I put out an episode and then I looked at the stats a few days later 
and it was not really getting downloaded. <laughs> and I was feeling discouraged about the show and was this worth it? I had just poured so much into that episode and I just really questioned, was it worth it? And later that day on Instagram, someone sends me a message about how that show was exactly what they needed to hear. And so it's been messages like that and many other messages that seem to come at just the right time from you um, that really help me. And I feel like you're in my corner. And so it sounds cheesy when we say stuff like this, that we're in this together, that we need each other. And that's probably been um, made trite over the, especially in this year that we're in. But I feel like that. And I do want this to be a community together. And so um, I'm excited for what's ahead and to be alongside of you and in your corner and to have you in mind as I feel like we're choosing to fight for brilliance together. If you'd like to stay connected and informed to all things related to the show and the Fight for Brilliance community, just text the word brilliant to the number 33777. That's brilliant to the number 33777. And if you think someone you know would like the show, then share it with two or three of your friends. And I'm on a mission to help as many people as possible. And so every share means a lot. Also, if you've been enjoying the show and you haven't ever left a rating or review, would you please do that today? It just takes a second and it helps new people discover the show and get an idea of what the show is all about. All right. So happy birthday, Fight for Brilliance podcast. Now it's time to keep going and be even stronger in 2021. And so until next time, here's your weekly reminder that you, yes, you, you are brilliant.